Hello, I'm Kurt Whitesell and want to welcome you to the coolest and most informative podcast in the Westfield, Indiana area. What's up, Westfield? What's up, Westfield is a local chat fest to dig deep into politics, development, who's doing what, and anything else we can fit into 45 minutes of fun online. If you have a topic or an interest in being an amazing guest, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear your ideas. My guest today currently plays a big role in Westfield's development as a planning commission member, but made her mark as an advocate with Woodwind Golf was at risk of being sold and closed. After starting her career in marketing at Delta Fawcett, she decided to spend the last dozen or more years as a stay-at-home mom, volunteering everywhere she can. Currently, she's running as one of three candidates to be the next mayor of Westfield. This should be a fun one, gang. Please welcome Kristen Berkman to the podcast. Hello, Kristen Berkman. Thank you for doing uh, the What's Up Westfield podcast. Hi, Kurt. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you. What would you normally be doing? I always ask everybody, what would you normally be doing at 1030 on a Thursday morning? You know, before January 5th, (laughs) I would have been (laughs) probably schoolwork because um, I'm pursuing my doctorate in leadership and organizational Mm -hmm. innovation and uh, mornings are a lot of times schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Now I would say it is campaigning in some form Mm -hmm. at 1030. Have you found it takes up till 1030? So it's taken up a lot of your time, isn't it? It is um, a great use of time, but it is <laughs> ongoing. Yeah. You know, my breakfast is now, I get up, I start checking my emails, you know, uh-huh. to see what I need to respond to uh-huh. for the day. And uh, kind of at nine or 10 o'clock, I shut it down. Not that there aren't other things during the day, but yeah. it's it's all day. Yeah. You're adding it into your day. So that's pretty wild. All right. Yeah. So um, Kristen, we, you're running for mayor. But we would like to know a little bit about who Kristen Berkman is personally. So in a couple of minutes, tell us who you are, about your family, about things like that. Okay. Well, I grew up in Sheridan and graduated from Sheridan High School. And from there, went to Butler University. And I have a degree in marketing from Butler. Okay. And uh, the business school at Butler requires internships. And so my senior year, I did an internship at Delta Fawcett. And when I graduated, they hired me. And Uh so I spent um, my career portion of my life at Delta Fawcett and ended up as director of brand marketing and advertising there. And also um, even way better than that, I met my husband there. So that is- At Delta? You met him at, yep, okay. He worked at Delta, and Uh that's where we met, and um, he's from Wisconsin, and we uh, hit it off, and we're married while we both work there and Uh continue to work there, and then um, we have two sons, so a freshman in college and a junior in high school, two boys, Mm -hmm. And I stayed home with the kids uh, during their time and was just really blessed to be able to do that and Mm -hmm. volunteer in the schools and coach their sports Mm -hmm. and just be really active and engaged in that way with the youth in the community. And so then um, as these guys have kind of gotten older and they're they're launching their own lives, Mm -hmm. uh, which is hard on mom, to be honest. Oh, it's the worst it's happening. Uh And I kind of said, Hey, what am I going to do to kind of reboot myself and see what's next for me? And so with that, I decided to go back for a doctorate. I had um, gotten my MBA while I was at Delta. So Mm -hmm. I have an MBA as well, but thought, how can I, you know, somewhat reboot my skills, um, make sure that I'm relevant to go back in the workforce. And I decided to pursue this doctorate with Marymount University in Washington, D.C., which I'll complete this summer. And Mm -hmm. it's been an incredible journey to do that, both learning about a lot of different leadership courses and then also Mm -hmm. writing a dissertation. So I've done that. And Mm -hmm. um, my family is my parents and my brother and his family are still in Sheridan. So we see them 
quite often, which uh -huh. is wonderful. That and is so cool. that that's a really quick mm -hmm. summary. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize you were, I, you probably told me this, but I did, I'd forgotten that you were from Sheridan. What was your maiden name? Bishop. Okay, cool. Well, uh, do, Sheridan. Do you know some relatives? Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rowdy bunch. My brother, Stephen, Stephen Bishop. Um, so, well. Everybody, what, in, um, Kurt, everybody in Sheridan is related. You know that. And I've wondered that, you know, there's about four families, it seems like, and everyone has lived everywhere in Sheridan and they know each other. So yeah. Yeah. Um, opening the restaurant there and the, and working a little bit there has opened my eyes to that. So, which is cool. It, it's just go best far not to say Sheridan. anything bad about anybody because somebody's related <laughs> yeah. to somebody. But that yep, was I love awesome. It was, a, you know, Sheridan is an awesome community. I feel I think it still would be a great place to grow up. Um, yeah, it's just a nice place. Absolutely. All right. So um, here you are. You've got, you had a career in marketing and then you decide to stay home with your kids. And so you become super mom and you're doing all that stuff. And then your kids. Um, but at some point, I know just recently they're kind of getting their own lives. But at some point a few years ago, you joined the APC. Um, yes. How did that come about? Yes, so uh, about eight years ago, there was a proposal to build homes on Woodland Golf Course and basically eliminate Woodland as our public golf course in our community. Mm -hmm. And my neighbor and I became very concerned about that. You know, Westfield Tag does the amateur sports capital of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, the high school teams were using Woodland. The community was using woodland, so mm -hmm. how can we do that? And so I started a petition, um, which was save the golf course. And yeah. interestingly enough, the day after I did that, I think they kind of shut the phones off at City Hall because <laughs> it, it resonated with a lot of people that I bet it we did. shouldn't get rid of our golf course. But mm -hmm. it actually started a five-year journey to try to find the right solution and to keep mm -hmm. that as an asset in our community which took resilience on my neighbor and I's part yes, to stay with it. And we did, and we stayed mm -hmm. with it. Uh, but during that journey, I really worked with the council a lot. And that was the council prior to this council. Mm -hmm. And also got to know the mayor during that time. And mm -hmm. the council and some APC members sat on a task force with us. And it was the Woodland Tax Task Force Group, which was really okay. about finding a solution for the golf course and mm -hmm. how, how do we do that. And I just met a lot of people during that time. So three years ago, when the new council was elected, there were two or three people on the council that had gotten to know me and said um, that they would like to nominate me or ask appoint me to the plan commission to serve as the council's representative. And I agreed to do that. So I've served on the plan commission for three years, which has been um, just an incredible experience with city mm -hmm. government. I've, I've loved it. Yeah. Uh, we also really got a great opportunity, which was to take the master citizen planner course through Purdue oh. University. Well, which cool. is really an educational course of land planning and our state codes and our comprehensive plan and how important that is in communities. And so everybody on the planning commission was given that opportunity. And I did ever did everyone course. take it? Did everyone take it or not? I I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think because that's actually a really cool thing. I didn't realize um, that you had that opportunity because that's really neat. It was. Awesome. It really was. I, it was kind of over six months. I mean, there were a lot of modules. I want to say like 40 modules uh -huh. in, in the course. And uh, you know what else was really interesting about that? They had a couple of live sessions, which were on Zoom. It was during the pandemic, mm -hmm. but it was people from all over the state. And they okay. came in and talked about challenges in their communities uh -huh. So that was really a great learning experience too. You know, we yeah. are um, blessed with a lot of interest given our location mm -hmm. and a lot of good things in Westfield and not every community has that. And it yeah. was just, you know, it was insightful to hear 
from others. So um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Todd would know if yeah. everybody's taken it or completed mm -hmm. it, but I did. Well, I don't, it wasn't required, but I think it'd just be an interesting piece of education. So you've enjoyed yes. your time on the APT, haven't you? I have. Yeah. I have Do really you, enjoyed. I think it's more interesting than the council meetings from a technical standpoint and from what I do uh, for professionally in my interest and I'm surprised yeah. it doesn't get it doesn't get the hoopla that the council gets you know like the fanfare um I'm surprised more residents don't spend time watching APC meetings than the council because I think it's more it's cooler so just for your listeners maybe I'll just give a quick summary of what we yeah. do on the do commission so a proposal comes in for some type of development in the community whether it's residential or commercial and that comes in often in the form of a PUD. And the plan commission is asked to go through the PUD, see where the location is for the development, and then review that against our comprehensive plan. Every community has a comprehensive plan, which out outlines really where certain developments should go, um, how those should possibly be constructed or how they look and mm -hmm. density is also you know a, a variable that you take into account so we have parts of our community in the comprehensive plan that say this is where we'd really like to see commercial businesses mm -hmm. uh, this is where we'd really like to see our residential and it's it's a huge document and so you evaluate those proposals on based on our comp plan and i guess the other portion of the APC that's pretty cool for the community that they may not know. This is actually the opportunity for community members to come in and speak. So mm -hmm. the public hearings or the, you know, the chance to share your voice is at the plan commission meetings. Mm -hmm. And every proposal that comes before us gets a public hearing. So the community gets an opportunity mm -hmm. at that point. We evaluate those, we listen to the public as well. And then the plan commission, which is nine members, there are four appointees by the mayor. There are three council representatives. And I think for many years, the council has had two people who serve and were elected for the council. Okay. They serve on the APC and then they choose one citizen. So I'm the one citizen, okay. that's those three spots. And then the township trustee has two appointees, which okay. makes us a nine-person board. Mm -hmm. We are then asked when the petitioner or the person that has the proposal, when they are ready for a vote, we vote and give a recommendation to council. And it takes five votes, five yes votes for a positive recommendation or five votes for a negative recommendation. Mm -hmm. And that is then forwarded to the council for their review. And then they make the final decision, correct? They do. So the council makes the, they also mm -hmm. vote. And of course they're a seven person body mm -hmm. and they vote to actually either approve or not approve the proposal. Do you feel like for the most, the majority of the time the council follows the recommendation of the APC? I think that it's the majority, the high majority of the time. Yeah. Yes. But that's what they're looking for. That's your job is to give them guidance because you're going to do all the detailed work that they don't have time to do. Um, and then you're, that's, that's your job is to guide them. So. Yes. And I mean, it's part of the roles, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the council really wants to look at how these proposals are going to impact us financially. Mm -hmm. And the plan commission is really looking at how it impacts us from a land use perspective. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're right. It is a lot of the footwork to help them on the land use portion. What's been what's been a big or hard what's been a challenging project that's come through during your time on the APC? What's something that's been big and challenging or just that you found was uh that stuck with you? I'll tell you the ones that I find the most challenging are the proposals around Grand Park. I really feel like Grand Park is, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> because of all places, you'd think it'd just be a shuffle, right? But yeah. Um, for me, the proposals that come in around Grand Park are the most difficult. 
because I feel like Grand Park should be an economic driver for our commercial business. Correct. And we've seen a lot of proposals come in during my time on the plan commission that mm -hmm. include a lot of residential homes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not sure how that is going to play out in the future with mm -hmm. people living next to a sports park. Yeah. And, um, and bringing in more business, you know? So I look at those very closely. The other thing I look at very closely on all of these proposals uh, that surround Grand Park are the uses. So that also goes into the residential aspect of a use, but also the commercial aspect of the use. Uh -huh. And what are we doing to help that business at Grand Park as far as having some places for our visitors to go. Mm -hmm. And of course, our citizens. I mean, when I say that, yeah. I also want everything to be viable for our citizens. Yeah. But there are certain businesses we can be attracting around Grand Park that work at, in conjunction with the park. Mm -hmm. And so if we're approving uses that we could have somewhere else on State Road 32 or on and other areas of the community mm -hmm. that are more driven for the citizens. You know, I just want to make sure that what we're approving, it, we're thinking about Grand Park mm -hmm. and, and utilizing that in the best way for our taxpayers. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> Grand Park was put into, into your laps. I mean, everybody knew it was coming and excited about it, but um, Grand Park, the technical side of uses was put into your lap Without a nobody up there's ever master developed a sports related business economic driver. No one's ever done that, and so I think it's it's been really hard as a community to figure out what goes there, uh, because we could all kind of make stuff up and have our own opinion, but something that's viable for the next 20, 30, 40 years, it's hard, that's a hard decision to make on stuff you've never done before. You know, I think Grand Parks become wildly successful. Mm -hmm. And we're at that crossroads right now. And maybe we're there previously, but sometimes you're just working to react yeah. um, because something grows so quickly and is so successful. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason I'm running for mayor. I feel like that we are at that crossroads that we have to become more proactive. Mm -hmm. We have to start master planning these different areas where whether it's Grand Park, I mean, we also have um, State Road 31 that's a big corridor for mm -hmm. us and how do we want that to look and and the type of businesses that can be relevant and viable like you mm -hmm. said for 20 30 50 years yeah and it all needs a strategic plan i um i mentioned working at delta faucet that was something i had to participate and then had accountability for um during my time there is a strategic planning yeah. which is rooted in doing research and finding out what industries would make a lot of sense around Grand Park and then going um, and, and developing a marketing message, you know, mm -hmm. and a branding message for our city and then going out and pursuing those businesses and, mm -hmm. and forming those partnerships <clears throat> with people. Yeah. Right. It just all needs that. That's our next step in the city mm -hmm. that needs to be done. You are, you put the nail on the head with what you just said. The area needs a master plan. Yeah. So, all right. So you kind of, you, you just asked my next question or answered okay. it, but you wonderfully transitioned into it. So you win the mayor's job. Okay. <clears throat> what is day one on your agenda? Um, when you take over the mayor's office, what would be the first thing to, to you? What, you, what are you doing on the first days of being mayor? I think the first days are digging into data and making sure that we are grounded in research within our community. I think we have two key areas. So day one is the land around Grand Park and also our downtown, because these are two areas that are getting a lot of interest from the development community. And I think that we can do a really good job as a city to develop some plans that we can communicate. Here's what we see from a city standpoint as mm -hmm. working really well in these 
particular areas. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, strategic planning is really about taking a lot of assessments. So whether you're doing an environmental assessment of mm -hmm. looking at our neighbors, what they're doing, are those industries tapped out? You know, where's the potential? I'm doing industrial studies to say, mm -hmm. okay, what are some of the great industries that are growing right now that are mm -hmm. relevant for Westfield? And then also tapping into our citizens. I think that that is also extremely important that they have a voice in where we go with the city and what's important to them. Um, so there's just lots of pieces, including raw data of how, you know, shoring up our housing inventory mm -hmm. and some of our non-residential reports mm -hmm. and doing some financial planning and those aspects as well. So it, it's a busy first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you're not sleeping that day. So, do you no. think that information is that information out there already, or is that are we starting new studies? Uh, are you ordering I that don't. stuff? So we've started the housing inventory mm -hmm. um, as a unit study on that, and I think we have a pretty good handle now on our housing inventory from a unit standpoint. But I I think where we can add some depth to that report is what are the um, housing values of all these uh -huh. houses from a, a set, you know, you can look at the tax records, but then you can start to do some projections on what our tax revenue will be based on this housing inventory. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of that is what are we missing from a community? Are there things in the comp plan where we said we'd have this type of housing and we don't have it? You know, and yeah. that's some direction that can be given. As far as from an industry standpoint, yes, there's lots of reports out there on that. And I actually um, had a really great phone call with Brad Chambers um, with the Indiana Economic Development mm -hmm. Group. And um, he's just really a vibrant person. I think we're yeah. really lucky oh, to yeah. have him in that role. Mm -hmm. But I, I reached out to him and just said, what are the resources for municipalities? And he said, we're, you know, we're here to help. Um, we yeah. just need to have those partnerships because they've got their ear to the ground on people that want to come to Indiana. Mm -hmm, for and, the state, yep. Yeah, so it's just, a, you know, I think tapping into some of those resources in the future would be incredibly helpful for Westfield. So when you talk to him, this is interesting to me because I obviously don't know how it works, but um, after talking to him, what can, how can the relationship be better between a city and the state from an economic development? Because we want their bit, we want them to say, go to Westfield, or right. we want Westfield to be at the top of the list. How do we create a better relationship with them? I, I think it's twofold. Um, one, I think that we develop our story. You know, that's really what's important right now is we need our branding story of what we offer here. And I mean, this is one of the most desirable places in the state, mm -hmm. you bad. know, yep. and it, it just is. And mm -hmm. so we need to tell our story. I mean, we have incredible citizens. Westfield is different from our neighbors. We, mm -hmm. we just are in a, and I think a really good way, you know, I live mm -hmm. here, you live here. And so telling that story that they can also relate to businesses coming in. And then, you know, Kurt, you know this in your business, it's about relationships mm -hmm. and it's about going down and meeting the people and making, inviting them to our community. So mm -hmm. they see for themselves what we have available and why we are a viable target for new businesses. So I think it's just that extension of, reaching out, making the connections and developing relationships. So when something comes in, they're like, we know about Westfield and this could be a great fit. Let's give the mayor a call. Yeah. So um, do you think this is kind of a, this is a hard question to me to, ask, to get answered because it is a blend, but do you feel like your job as the mayor is more to grow a community or preserve a community. And most people just want to automatically say, well, a little bit of both. But where we are right <laughs> now, 
right? Because <laughs> it's true. We all, you know, you want to keep it good <laughs> and grow. It is a little but <laughs> right now, where we are as a city, um, I feel like we're stagnant. Do you feel like it's more important for the city to, to a mayor to be hard driving and growing to get a jump on things? Or do you think it's more important to still preserve what we have started? Good luck. <laughs> and i can't say it's a bit above no i you know what i, I i'm going to frame it a little differently I, okay. I think it is um strategically um framing our community for what the citizens want as well as what makes it viable mm-hmm. and so that combination is going to be preserving who we are, I think, as a community. Now, can that be done on a larger scale? I think it can. And I I think that there's just a lot of things really already in motion. For instance, Mm -hmm. our downtown, okay? That needs a lot of planning to make it very special and unique and reflect who we are as a community. We have some really great aspects of the downtown already with the Grand Junction Plaza having a park in the middle of your city is unique it really is and we have a lot of trails coming in we're also going to have more trails coming in there's some opportunity for for um, maybe some other park spots or pocket parks as we develop Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden this idea of having parks and trails and some open space is getting integrated into new buildings, new businesses. And so it still feels like Westfield and who we are, Mm -hmm. yet we're opening up new opportunities and new businesses and really new amenities for our citizens. Mm -hmm. Because people want a vibrant and walkable downtown And so I think we can do both, but it Mm -hmm. needs to be well-planned and strategic. I I am not in favor of just opening the doors and saying, whatever you want to develop here, come. come." (laughs) So I, you know, I may have a little different perspective on that. I think it Uh has to be strategic where Mm -hmm. our comp plan says we need and, and want to focus development because it is important for our tax base. We are way out of whack. And that's yeah. not that's not okay for our citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's why it's just got to be a combination. But I believe thoughtfully done, we can preserve some of these aspects that we love about Westfield, mm-hmm. you know, the historic buildings, the parks, the trails, and then also have new businesses come in that complement that. So if you had, you did a good job on that. Um, if you, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, if you had to go out and it's, we're playing Monopoly here and you're picking businesses to move here and just some, what, what rattles around in your head of you would like to see businesses move here? Um, I have a list um, or uh, of types of businesses. What do you, what would you like to see more of when we try to build our commercial base? I, you know, I think that the the easiest one to go to is this youth sports industry. You Mm -hmm. know, you, you are in the hockey world. I've been Mm -hmm. in the baseball world. Uh There's, there's a lot of money out there There in this youth sports. And there's a lot of companies supplying the equipment for Mm -hmm. these sports. There are medical aspects to the sports. There's just lots of industries. And then there's the, you know, probably some arms within the tourism aspect of that Mm -hmm. industry. And I think from, you know, kind of day one, if you take the low hanging fruit, those are some of the businesses that I think are just relevant for the city to go target and say, look at this. I mean, we've got a top 15 sports park in the country. How many Mm -hmm. cities would like to say, hey, yeah, we've got something that's in the top 15. It's pretty incredible. And so that's one aspect. Um, And I think we've just got to do a little more research on, 
you know, we've already got some medical uh, connections here and, and I, that's always good. You know, that's an industry that just continues to grow. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a lot of opportunities and, you know, specifically when you talk about the downtown, I think we've got to think about with all the new apartments and the Union Square development coming in, do we have the right businesses in the downtown mm-hmm. to make that a walkable area where they can live? So for instance, you know, do we need a small specialty grocery store in our downtown? And it's not just the Union Square, but we have a lot of citizens that live downtown mm-hmm. that are walking to the downtown area. And so starting to think through those types of businesses also is going to be really important. Do you think those sports-related businesses are are out there and they're making decisions and we just haven't captured it? Or do you think this is still a new emerging kind of market to chase? I think it's both because Mm -hmm. this sports equipment is evolving all the time. And so getting our name out there in some way, and I think it's probably Mm -hmm. somewhat through the Indiana Economic Development Group but then also nationally trying to make sure if someone has a company that Mm -hmm. would fit in the fabric of what we're doing here, that we are able to communicate with them. And, you know, Kurt, Mm -hmm. the other thing that I've thought about, and you know this too, because you're so heavily involved in the youth sports. I mean, we have people coming in from all over the country that are the parents of the players. And I guarantee we've got a lot of executives coming in and people that own businesses or Mm -hmm. have high management positions in these companies. And one thing we need to do is take advantage of this audience of visitors coming in to make sure they know how special and great the city is. Mm -hmm. And if they think about expanding, we want to be at the top of their list. Yeah. Yeah, and if they're having a great experience, it's a great time to be offering them to be a part of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I wonder yeah, how, I know I, that's that's a difficult task capturing them, but um, it just seems like an easy target. The, it is an easy target <laughs> because those people have given their emails in order for their child to play there. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, there is a database there to welcome mm-hmm. people. And make sure that these people coming in and it's, you know, my son was playing teams from Canada last year too. Mm -hmm. So when I say all all over the United States, that's true, but we've got international teams coming in. And let's make sure that we're marketing our city when we have those visitors here. Okay. So sort of changing sort of course, but as the mayor, when you win to be, when you become the mayor and you get through that terrible first day, um, how, <laughs> it would be fun. Be how fun. do you how do you think um, a mayor can work with a council, even if you don't agree on stuff? What are some ways you would deal with that? You know, I think that this topic is really top of mind mm-hmm. for our citizens. Honestly, mm-hmm. as I talk to citizens and. I, you know, I've said the same thing, um, answering this question in other venues, I am willing to work with anybody. You know, I think we are team Westfield and it doesn't mean everybody has to agree. I actually think having a variety of perspectives and diverse opinions is healthy because you actually get to the best solutions when you have that. Mm -hmm. But I think if it's done respectfully, we get to the win for Westfield. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we need going forward. And I think everybody um, that I've talked to that's running for these offices has that mindset. You know, let's all work together. Doesn't mean you have to agree on every aspect, but we're gonna Mm -hmm. work together to do the best thing for the Westfield citizens. And at the end of the day, that's why you're elected. Do you think a lot of the, because we have a pretty good pool of, pretty large pool of candidates for all offices right now do you think a lot of the interest is because they've they're not happy with that kind of how that's gone the last couple of years and no one's blaming either side more than the other but do you feel like that's part of it 
I, I honestly don't know. I, I haven't talked to people that are running all of them to get their perspective, if that's really what's driving them to run. So I, I guess I don't want to speculate on yeah. that. I, I would say that it is top of mind for citizens because, you know, Westfield's a friendly place, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, our citizens are friendly and they also really enjoy the connections with family and friends. I mean, that's kind of our fabric and our culture. And so I think some of these, um, you know, reportings in the media about mm -hmm. having some back and forth between the council and the mayor, it's it's kind of maybe you made bothering. It, you almost sugarcoated that enough. <laughs> It's somewhat you, bothering. You mean the Are, battle between the council and the mayor? <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I think we've got to be diplomatic and respectful moving forward. And I just, you know, that's how I work. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, I, and I'll tell you, I think I told you this story last week when you and I met, but I've been working on the streetscape team I felt like we didn't have the detail we needed in our comprehensive plan to start really having development in the downtown. And I went to the mayor and Mike Johns separately and just asked, may I pull a team together and lead it? And can we get some specifications for our downtown for the streetscape, which is landscaping, lighting, how will mm -hmm. the sidewalks look? Uh, yeah, all those type of elements, not the buildings. Yep. And they both agreed. And I, I will tell you that the mayor and Mike and others from the council have all been in these meetings working together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have something that's really important in the city that everybody can kind of come together, we've had a 12 person team of city staff two council members, two APC members, um, development representation, uh, and also our chamber and DWA. We've all come together and it's been so dynamic Kurt, because we've all been working towards something great for the community and working yeah. together. And when I talk about diverse perspectives and opinions, you know, I, I will say I've had a couple things where I've said, isn't this beautiful, you know, and Chris McConnell will say, you know what it is, but here's how that's going to impact public works. Uh -huh. And I've loved that, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh, you know, thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And we've come to a solution that works for public works because they have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. And it's still a great option and beautiful. And so it's those types of dialogues when people get in the room and they're focused on doing what's right for the citizens. You know, I just think everybody can work together. Yeah. And it's something as mayor, I would, it would be a top priority for me to make sure that I'm working diplomatically and setting the example for how we should all be treating one another and working together. Mm -hmm. And I, it's almost like once you witness that, knowing that everyone can work together, it's like, shucks, we just, we got a lot of lost time almost that we could have been really productive. And so it'll be neat to move forward in that. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes I'm not gonna go into what the issues have been, yeah. um, you know, going on in those meetings because they've been different topics. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the streetscape in our downtown is super important because yeah. this was phase one, which is State Road 32. We're investing a lot of money in State Road 32 and making sure that we take advantage of that opportunity mm -hmm. to make it beautiful, to attract new businesses was just important to everybody. Yeah. So as the mayor, um, what is some, where do you think the mayor can have the greatest impact, impact on Westfield uh, in a first term? Where do you think that your role is most important? I think in, we've, we've touched on this, which is putting together the plan mm -hmm. for how we move forward and the vision for how we move forward. And the aspects within that are the branding of the city and mm -hmm. also gathering the data that we need. So I think that's step one. Step two is as mayor, I would be very visible 
I think this is a full-time job. I am ready to engage in it as a full-time job. And I want to be the person that goes out and meets with the developers and the companies that are interested, mm -hmm. along with having whoever the council thinks are their key representatives as well. Mm -hmm. So we go as a united front. And I think it's really important that the mayor um, is somewhat the face of the community in those conversations. So mm -hmm. the companies understand they are dealing with the people that have made the plans and have, you know, are part of the decision-making <clears throat> process. I think it's really important. And I think it's just important to include, as I said, those from the council that will probably be really focused on these areas as well. But I think we've got to leave Westfield, or I don't mean leave Westfield, but walk out the door. We can't just keep waiting for people to walk through our door. Yeah. Um, that's just, I think we're at a point where we've got to be more proactive and go outside our door. Is that where your marketing background and interest in marketing comes into play too, where you think we could do a really good job of pushing that out? I absolutely do. I think we need a branding message for our city. We need a story and we need to be telling people how incredible uh, the city is. I, I'll touch on this as well. When I was at Delta Fawcett, the job I had before the director of advertising was retail business unit manager. And that particular job was to be responsible for Delta's profit and losses at Home Depot, Lowe's, and Menards. And so I was in with their executive teams, and you know how big those companies are. Yeah. <laughs> they're, mm -hmm. they're big companies. Uh, selling Delta and saying, how are we going to work as partners and market Delta the best way we can so you can sell the product and we can all make money. And I think that's really a, an important part of my background and experience mm -hmm. that I am um, experienced in talking to executives at companies and communicating <laughs> with them and working as partners. Because I don't want to not say that. I believe that you have to partner with people in your community mm -hmm. and make it a partnership. And it's not just a one-way dialogue, but it needs to be a collaboration that works for everybody. Yeah. And it needs to work for our citizens. <clears throat> and I want to be the voice for what works mm -hmm. for our citizens. So um, I have my two last questions. We're almost at an hour here. I don't know if you can oh, see we that. Are? We yeah. can talk on um, and on. I know, we'll, we'll hit an hour, but... Um, People drop off after 20 minutes, so we're, okay. uh, yeah. But um, our last, my last two questions that I ask everyone, and I want a little bit of specifics. I want some of your vision. Um, it's what do we do with Grand Park over the next short term and long term? And yeah. specifically, what do we do with our downtown uh, immediately to, you know, what would we start doing with that? So go ahead, let it rip on those, Grand Park. Those are two of my favorite topics. I know, so. <laughs> they're everyone, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that is really true. You know, I'm running a survey. Um, when I announced, I put a survey out in the community and uh -huh. um, that's, you know, these are the top um, aspects of our community that people yeah. are interested in. And, mm -hmm. and they're, they're I, I would also say kind of concerned, you know, where yeah. are we going next? Um, Grand Park, I've gone on record. I do not want to sell Grand Park. And it's because we don't really have the full financial picture. And I think we have to put together a complete financial picture, not only of what's happening today at Grand Park, but, you know, it has value in being an economic driver. And we need to understand how we can optimize that and use it in that way. There's probably uh, a number of opportunities, even within the park, maybe for some different sports, some different aspects that we can investigate and see how that would work for the city. We also have the youth that are dependent on Grand Park right now. And we don't have fields for them to go use if they're not using Grand Park. 
would grow, those fields, um, you know, would have to be kind of refurbished and that's, that's a cost. And so I think with all those different aspects of Grand Park, we just really need to take some time and evaluate it and put together a full marketing plan for that asset. You know, we've got 130 million invested in it. So using it to help our taxpayers is an absolute priority for me. The downtown has so much potential. What a great area. You know, we have Park Street that our community absolutely loves, makes mm -hmm. us unique. People are coming from all the surrounding cities to be on Park Street, and that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But does Park Street need some help? You know, yes, mm -hmm. like we need some better lighting, we need better sidewalks, we, we need some investment in that area because people like you and your family have invested mm -hmm. in that area of our downtown. Yeah. I would also say, you know, I know I keep coming back to it. We need a, a strategic plan for our downtown. Where mm -hmm. are certain uses going to go? What size buildings? How do we make it all blend with our current buildings? And, you know, we have some really nice historic buildings in the downtown. And so how do we make it all blend? Mm -hmm. We're going to have a five-lane highway going through our downtown and the streetscape team, we've tried to use a lot of different strategies to calm traffic. You know, the medians will be planted with native plantings mm -hmm. and that will help, you know, the crosswalks and just making it a place where you feel like somebody could be walking there or sitting there, even if they're not, <clears throat> will calm the traffic. And so mm -hmm. we need some very thoughtful solutions like that throughout mm -hmm. the, the downtown. And it can all be done. It just needs to be planned yeah. out. And we need to implement some of the ideas that come straight from the comp plan. And I mentioned it earlier with these parklet ideas where you put these mini parks in and you put gathering spots with fire pits and we keep our identity and make the downtown mm -hmm. just a really cool place that's different from our neighbors. Do you think uh, one of the reasons, so I've been flipped, by the way, I was all for selling Grand Park, take the highest bidder and go, because I don't like the way it's operated. Do you think we're so early on that there's this huge opportunity that if it's operated really well, that we really can benefit from it long term, locally from a tax base and stuff like that? I do. I do. And, uh, you know, and I'll say that, you know, if we get in and we see all these numbers and it's just, and then we've looked at it every which way and it's not, I'll be honest and say that. I'll be very transparent. Yeah. My experience is that I've booked tournaments. I've been all over the country at baseball tournaments. Mm -hmm. I was team manager for six years for my son's travel baseball team. I've spent a lot of time at Grand Park. I've spent a lot mm -hmm. of time at a lot of baseball parks. Um, we've been out to Ripken and Myrtle Beach. So, and that's a very, very successful, you know, a top yeah. park uh, like Grand Park is in the country. I think we have a huge potential. I think yeah. it's been uh, wildly successful, but we need to kind of bring all the parts and pieces together. I mean, we have an event center with office space and, uh, a lot of amenities within that building, you know, how can we use that and optimize that for yeah. the taxpayers? I'd really like to see us have a business plan for Grand Park, marketing mm -hmm. plan for Grand Park, and see what we can do with it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we, um, it's, it's easy to sell something that people enjoy. And I think everyone enjoys being at Grand Park once they get to Grand Park. And I think people are blown away by the just, it's an amazing facility. And so for us to really start pushing on that, I think is important for our city. And I think, it, I think it's a big job. I don't think it's easy, um, but I think we can do a better job of it or a really good job of it. So, so yeah, I got flipped on that. So one, of the, one of the, one of the, yeah. Did I flip you? Yeah. Right now, right now I just got flipped. <laughs> no, early on. I mean, I'm, I was. Because I've been really disappointed in the economic development in there and almost surprised because we, everyone wants to come here, but they're not going there. And yeah. 
it's just surprising to me and I know that we can do better. And so, but it, it was always in my head, well, if we're not going to do better, let someone else do better. But I really think we can have a partnership there now and then, and then enjoy some of the benefit down the road. I, I agree. I, yeah. I just think it's too early for us to, to give up on Grand Park. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we just have a ton of people coming in there each mm -hmm. year, you know, yeah. and um, I just think a lot of cities would like to have a top sports park and, and we've got so, it. Yeah. So yep. What do we, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to make it work for the Do something the with it. All right. So you're running for mayor. Um, why don't you tell us where, we can find you and maybe if you have anything coming up or anything you'd like to exciting exciting to share about your campaign um please visit uh mayor.com is my website and you can also find a link to the survey that i um, referred to uh during the podcast if you'd like to fill that out and tell me more which would be fantastic so I do have a public um, meet and greet coming up on Tuesday, March 28th at the Grand Park Event Center, starting at 6.30 to 8. Let's come, come and talk about Grand Park and come uh -huh. and talk about what everybody, um, your views and what you see for Westfield's future. And um, I'm also doing meet and greets at the library over the next couple of weeks. So check my website for those dates. And I just, you know, would love to talk to more citizens. This has been um, the highlight of this journey of this campaigning journey is just to talk to our citizens. They're yeah. incredible. Yeah, we got a pretty cool bunch of residents, don't we? We do. Fun we to do. work with. So, well, yeah, thank you, you know, for doing Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, your kids go through school and sports and you know that, you know, you know, those families and uh -huh. um, which has just been a highlight for our family. Yeah. But then this journey has given me the opportunity to kind of meet different generations of people that sure. I didn't, you know, you would have never met to uh, through the kids yeah. and the things mm -hmm. we've been at the APC and all the things I've been involved in. So that's mm -hmm. just been great. It's been great that's meeting cool. you. Yeah, it was, it's been nice to meet you. I, you know, I, uh, I've listened to you and I've watched you, but I didn't know you. So glad to know you. Well, thank you for doing my podcast. Um, I think the residents, I think Westfield has some great candidates for mayor. Um, and I think we have a lot of great candidates for uh, council. So I wish you the best of luck. And uh, hopefully, no matter what, we're going to do well with our candidates. I think we've got some very caring and well-intended people running. So um thank you very much thank you.